You're listening to the Champion Green Podcast, helping local business to do better business. I'm your host, Sonia Lennon, and in each episode, I talk to leading Irish service providers and business operators for their advice on how SMEs can maximise their commercial potential and leverage the supports available to them. This week, we welcome David Broderick, Director of the Small Firms Association. David, the work that you do is so amazing. And, you know, we're here talking about Champion Green. We're here talking about how to make the Irish economy and society better by supporting our own. Tell us from your point of view how how we can really change the dynamic of our economy to favour local business. Yeah, absolutely. Look, thanks very much for having us. And I'm delighted to be here to support such a fantastic initiative. I suppose... We need to remember that small firms play such an important part in society. So small firms, with, so that's businesses with less than 50 people. They they make up 98% of all businesses in Ireland, which, which is quite is a phenomenal... Just an extraordinary <laughs> stat. I know, I know. And uh, I certainly, when I heard it first, I had to check it several times. But it is, it's, it, it's, 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 if you then think of the knock-on effect of that, how many people we employ, we employ, we employ just under half the private workforce in Ireland. So that's in every town and every village in Ireland. And a lot of your listeners will know, you know, they either know a small business owner, their brother, their sister, they're involved. So they know what it takes uh, and the hard work and and blood, sweat and tears, to be perfectly honest with you, that, that it is to be a small business owner. So it's a it's a vibrant, but it's a vulnerable part of society in terms of the supports that it needs. And and. The the research is there to support that every 10 euro spent with an indigenous mm. business creates 50 euro mm. in, in the sort of ripple effect of spending mm-hmm. around that business. That's something that, you know, we're keeping the money in the country and we're multiplying it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, it is something, and I, I think COVID, for all its negatives, it did help within that in terms of supporting local and initiatives like Champion Green. But we need to continue this. If you look at it from a business owner's point of view, they're getting at every angle. So we are in an energy crisis. We are in a housing crisis. The costs of inflation, everything is spiralling. So now more than ever, small business owners need the support of, of, of the local community. If you look at something like a knock-on effect of, of hybrid working has meant that people are spending less time in their towns and villages and footfall. Hybrid working is here to stay. It is in the round is a positive. Um, but we need to be very conscious uh, when you are in the office, when you are around the office or when you do go into town on a Saturday to spend that extra euro with mm. your local business to 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 not go to the big chains in terms of that and, 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 and go and visit your local, whatever that is in terms of the experience economy. So the experience economy is anything to do with retail, hospitality, any of those there. So your beauticians, anyone like that, you, 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 you should be making that conscious extra to maybe just spend that extra euro in terms of supporting that society. Because quite frankly, Sonia, if we don't support them, it's getting harder and harder to survive. And, the ones and, and that- we don't want to think about a world in which those uh, unique experiences no longer exist. And, you know, we have the power as, as citizens... Mm. To, to make choices where we spend our money. And, and that's what it is at the end of the day. I, I remember hearing that um, Salesforce had made a decision in creating their new uh, premises, their huge new um, swanky offices, not to put subsidised can- canteen 
in, in place, rather to encourage people to use the businesses, the local businesses in their footprint to create that ripple effect. So I, I think all businesses have have the opportunity to make a real positive impact on, on the land in which they lie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be honest, one of my first days in this job, actually, I was walking down to see one of the ministers and let, I walked into the local shop on, 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 on Baggett Street and that gentleman didn't know where I was going. He is the business owner. And I said, well, how are you doing? And he said, I'm standing on quicksand. He said, I just can't seem to get a break. I can't seem to to the to get the, the right staff. I can't seem to get uh, get my head above these energy costs. Little did that gentleman know that I was actually walking down to see Minister Coveney within within half an hour and was able to have that conversation with him. So I think to go back to the start of your question, it is beholden on government now to really get behind small businesses and understand that there is no one size fits all policy. You need to look when you're bringing out a policy, you need to look at the SME test is where you look at what effect is this policy or regulation that's coming in and what is that going to, what effect is that practically going to have on a small business? And if when you look at Ireland's SME test, it doesn't comply, then you need to make, you need to either, either make an exemption or put in a longer lead time. So recently we would have lobbied the government hard in terms of the auto enrolment, which again is needed. We need to look at our pension crisis. But certainly we in the Small Firms Association felt that the raft of changes that were coming down the law in terms of employment law, statutory sick pay, you know, you name it, uh, you know, the right to request to work from home, that this was just a step too far as auto enrolment is money out of a small business owner's pocket. So we have lobbied and we have got a a, a a slight win in that, in that we will be, um there is going to be a two-year implementation period to that now. So it is going to come in in January, but the government has acknowledged how much is coming on at the moment uh, following our lobbying and has now has has is now going to implement a two-year period. So some of the listeners will be so familiar with the Small Firms Association and the work that they do, and some won't. Mm-hmm. So I suppose tell us a little bit about how long it's been in place, and definitely lobbying at that high level is a major part of the work that you do, but it's not the only work that you do. No, it's not. Um, so the Small uh, Firms Association is the largest representative group of businesses under with employees under 50. 50 people and we're cross sector um so we it, it it doesn't matter what industry or sector you're in you can be a member of the small firms association uh, as long as you've less than 50 people and we hope that we hope that we go on the journey with you to grow over 50 people and become a member of ibec at that hand stage. you over in good stead absolutely <laughs> uh, and that's a win 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 for everybody i'm a big fan of that if it's a win for them it's a win for us um but as a member of small firm so so you pay a subscription fee which is works out at uh, less than 2 euro a day plus vat which if i do say so myself it's fantastic value so what does a member get for that 2 euro a day um well for your 2 euro a day um you get a full access to your hr support so we are that extra arm of a HR support team that's there, whether that's be to our online support or phone support. Um, you also will get access to specific events, whether that be on policy. Uh, we're very reactive in terms of when members are asking us for particular uh, uh, topics. We, we have the ability and capability to be able to run that so a member is able to log on, spend 20 minutes on that or even listen to it back as part of a of a membership and then from an events point of view from the important networking point of view we have opportunities whether you're attending on a particular session 
or we have big flagship events uh, which run a couple of times a year. So what are the biggies then? So the big one I think certainly for the listeners of this podcast I think they should all be considering the National Small Business Awards the SFA National Small Business Awards. Which are free to enter if you're a member. Absolutely. No they're free to enter for anybody. You for don't anybody. You have to be a member but I think once you're <laughs> Your generosity part... <laughs> knows no bounds David. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to support small business in any way we can but um, the applications will open in early September. You'd apply the finalists will be announced around December um, around there will be 10 to 12 categories where I think it gets our 20th year this year which is absolutely phenomenal it's extraordinary you think of some of the alumni that have come through that you got Vithit Alta Bio Tour America I could go on Lenisk all of these companies were small businesses that entered and now their household names down so it's a phenomenal event as I said the applications will open in September uh, the finalists it was a group of about 50 to 60 finalists list will be announced in December. Those finalists will then all spend a weekend away in a strategic masterclass weekend where, again, as tightly pressed business owners, you get media training, you get uh, financial training, you get a whole range of things over a day and a half down there. Real, practical, hands-on support. And then it culminates in a gala uh, a gala dinner and awards night at the end of March, which is a very lively night. I'd it's say it is. <laughs> it's one of the best nights of the year because you're just looking in the room and every Everybody is smiling and everyone sees it. And everyone said, as one, one of them said to me, do you know, David, the best thing about these awards is you look around this room and say and, and think you finally realise how good you are. Yeah. And then you also realise how far you have to go. And isn't it interesting? I know certainly uh, I've done a good bit of work with Retail Excellence and, mm-hmm. and they also do awards which are phenomenal. And and the even the process of preparing yourself to apply for the awards forces a little bit of reflection that that makes you get better even if you don't yeah, win. Absolutely. And, you, and you re- it is the moment that you take stock and say, my God, I've done a lot of work here and look how far I've come. And unfortunately for time-pressed business owners, that's a very rare thing. And that is something that as a country we should be celebrating and we should celebrate all those achievements. And, you, you know, every every listener to this podcast, you can celebrate them by going into your local shop and saying, you know, I love coming here and spend that extra few euro. That'd be the best way to do it. But awards nights are fun too. So and- you've basically dissected the kind of pinch points for small business mm-hmm. and created bespoke support specifically mm-hmm. for, for that profile of business and when you say HR supports available to 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 businesses what does that look like is it is it a sort of a a helpline is it you know what what can what can businesses do what can business owners do yeah I mean there's two sides to that the first is that we would proactively go out so if if you look at a small business owner when you talk to a small business owner they're the managing director but they're also the CFO they're also the HRD they're also head of sales so they don't have time the one critical asset that a business owner has is time and they need to protect that time so we in the small firms association would look at whatever support is needed and whether that be a bite-sized webinar hr 10 minutes this is what you need to know about the recent change change of legislation on x we would do that more recently we've had things like tax planning we're getting a lot of businesses and small business owners looking at how to exit the market are just starting to think and starting to plan how can I move my business on what's the next effort in the business so we had a a a, a worryingly uh, but positively for us very busy uh, webinar talking about tax planning and how to uh, how to sell your business uh, so they would be the kind of bite size it's also 
the small firms association is that trusted advisor mm. you know when you come to us it is the factual what you need to knowledge now i think the best thing sonia uh, the amount of emails and phone calls i get that say i'm not sure if this is the right place to ask this question <laughs> but, and it gives me enormous sense of satisfaction to say either this is the answer my colleague the answer or you know what i don't know that but i know someone who can and that's what the small business community is really about that's what makes me actually get very energetic about the whole thing that sense of community well, that's what I wanted to say because yeah. you know you're speaking to a small business owner. Yes, I I have the war wounds. I know what it feels <laughs> like. So you know that that um, the lonely station, the lonely road, the trying to do everything, mm-hmm. the the sort of time poor mm-hmm. um, piece. I always say when I'm speaking to a big room full of people, the answer's in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you don't know the answer, somebody in the tribe yeah. knows the answer. Somebody has has been through it and out the other side. Mm-hmm. The importance of, of that networking piece. Have you seen sort of the real benefits to the businesses that you support? Absolutely. My second day in this job, we had our Business Connect event, which was in the uh, Aviva Stadium. So we, we would also, you might be familiar with the National Small Business Awards, which is something that's a small firm has run for years which is going to have its 20th year this year but my second day in the job was in that room and Sonia when I walked in it was my first event post-Covid it was my first day in the job and I was meeting everybody but the absolute buzz and energy and enthusiasm that was in that room I have to say it blew me away but as I went around the room and talked to the particular issues I had an incident where I was talking to one of the award winners and she asked she, she happened to say oh I'm, I need to go and look at such and such a grant and I said, well, actually, that grant's for manufacturing. That's actually not for you. You should look at this grant. And she said, you know, David, you're after saving me about a day and a half. Of precious day and a half. Precious, precious day and a, a day and a half that they don't have. She said, even the fact that you told me it wasn't that. So I think as part of, of my role, the networking piece, the value of networking needs to be reestablished. We all know it, but you need to make the time to go and do that. And again, I come back to my original point where, where where time is such a valuable commodity. So the Small Firms Association within that will try and do specific networking events that add value. We get you in the room with the people, whether that's from a speaker. Um, I might say that our Small Firms Awards as part of that process, which 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 we're offering um, all, all, all Champion Green uh, participants to apply to as part of it. Um, as part of that process, we bring everyone together. So you start, we have our launch, you apply, and we bring the finalists down to the Hudson Hotel in Athlone a day and a half. That'll show you about energy. That'll totally. show you about learning. That'll show you about buzz. So much so that when we were presenting the, the awards in March, we couldn't keep the room quiet. Why? They'd been through the war together. They were telling war stories. They were able to say, have you looked at this grant? Have you looked at that? You couldn't introduce me to such and such, do you? And I love that. It's amazing, isn't it? And I think it's also the opportunity for collaboration. It's not just the knowledge. It's Mm -hmm. the what can we do together? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where real communities grow physically in spaces, in our towns and villages. Um, I I did a a session with one of the local enterprise offices recently and there was a group of female entrepreneurs and they all kind of came together. 20 of them had won an award and they were all small businesses Mm -hmm. and they were all talking about how they could come together to create a hub, like a wellness Mm -hmm. hub, using all of their skills. And there isn't a town or a village in Ireland that doesn't have a a dead space 
that could be utilised if it was released by the local council to create really collaborative spaces for small business. Mm. I think we're at a very, very exciting time, particularly, I mean, you already mentioned the experience economy. That's what people want. They want to be emotionally endowed into how they spend their money. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And, and when the groups get together, that's when the real magic happens. That's when it comes together and everyone's so driven and ambitious and that, that has fallen into that space that it falls through. But I have to say, Sonia, we need we need the support. Government needs to understand that we are the people who go out and drive these things and and, 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 and owners of small enterprise, they're the ones who've taken the risk. They're the ones, as you said yourself, have the battle scars. They need to be supported. And so there's what, no one size fits all. So what is the mood music at government level then around this responsibility to support Indigenous small business? Yeah, I mean, I, I've said I was in with uh, a minister during the week and and, and uh, uh, there was a presentation from Enterprise Ireland as well and talked about the local enterprise offices, which are, I have to say, fantastic. Anyone who's not involved, please go and speak to your local enterprise office. The mood music is good, but we want to see action. We yeah. want to see... Uh, I think in the past you'd be forgiven that small firms and small enterprises have been a bit of an afterthought with maybe some of the regulation that's come down the line and that needs to change. Government needs to understand that there is no one size fits all policy. We need flavours. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. It's, it's, you, you can't just bring in a policy you know, and for an FDI it. and expect it to suit exactly. a one-man band. If a policy comes in, as I said, when you're talking to a small business owner, where, where a big organisation might be able to hand it over to, you know, to to the HR team or or whoever it is, the small business owner is that person that has to go and implement it. So I'll give you a stat: for every for every euro a large company spends to implement a regulation or policy that costs on average that costs a small business 10 euros to implement wow sometimes even more that's staggering isn't it so when you see initiatives like champion green mm-hmm. coming to the forefront mm-hmm. and using this amplification of this sentiment what difference is that making for your members oh i i mean i it's it it it, it gives such a sense of Yes, we get it. The community is coming together. This is a force that's going with and and it's it's such a fantastic initiative and there's such positivity behind it and the stories that we can get out of it and, and, and the stories that anything that brings us together will come back to our networking. Anything where we can uh, share knowledge and push things forward is it's getting such a positive response. So what do people do if they want to get involved with the SFA? Well, there's two sides. The Small Firm Association go on to sfa.ie. It's a it's a subscription based model. Uh, go on to our website, have a look in terms of what it is. One other thing I'd like to say, Sonia, as well, is something that we're doing with with uh, Champion Green is um, I'm also responsible for our Mentors Work program, and a Mentors Work uh, is a fully subsidised twelve week uh, training program. Uh, that is that is run in in cooperation with our partners in Skillnet Ireland. So what the beauty about this is, it's tailored to each individual small business. You come online, you you identify what what the topic is that's needed uh, for your business, and they will allocate a mentor, and you'll run through this process. Again, it's tailored. You know, there's a minimal amount of time out of the office and it can be for the small business owner or their leadership team. So I was actually just looking coming into this one company that has come and got involved in that as a services company. Um, they applied for a mentor and within that session, they were able to look. They didn't change anything. They just changed how they were packaging things. So they were able to look at how they costed. So without taking on any new business, 
just by any new customers, apologies, just by changing how they structured and packaged the thing, they've increased their revenue of 42% just by being on mentors work. And that, I love that sort of thing. Because again, it comes back to the guidance and that's exactly what a program is. You just need someone to talk to. Small business ownership is a very, very lonely place. I always say that you need help. You need the support, whether that be as a trusted advisor, a small firms association, whether people you meet along the way in Champion Green, a mentor's work is an initiative. It is there. It is set up. And anyone that wants to get involved can go on to mentors work. I'm so glad you mentioned SkillNet because they just do extraordinary work. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you run your own business and you fit into this category, one of the biggest challenges you mentioned time it's very hard to you know be on the dance floor and look from the balcony at the Mm. same time you know and and it's where we think we can't afford to take the time out to do these things actually it's the reflection that's wrapped around taking the time out where the real sort of genius sparks you know if you're doing the do you can't be growing your business you're literally just getting through the day job look and as, as I always said, it is such a lonely place. You, you're beholden to your employees, to your customers, and you're constantly kind of keep the show on the road. And then you're worried, how are you going to pay the pages week on week? I went through it with my own mother as she grew a business for years. I can remember going to the bank on a Friday afternoon with her and rushing and trying to lodge the wages in. So it is a lonely place. I think the advice then for small businesses and something that we try and aspire to in the SFA is... You need to get value from your events, mm. but you do need to make those time. And we have been looking at the Small Firms Association, please God, it continues in terms of having those quality events and things you go to, but you do need to make the time. You need to be able to take your head up and take a breath and see what it is. But you need you need those trusted advisors, whether that be your colleagues, whether it be ourselves in the SFA, whoever works for you, it doesn't matter whether that be this. And I think it's to kind of almost position it as an investment in yourself and your business Mm -hmm. rather than see it as a a sort of a a time that you have to spend doing something. This is this is this is where the good stuff grows, you know, and and we're under no illusions. You know, you have to add value. If I'm if I'm a small business owner, he or she is taking that time. They're driving, depending on where they're coming from, small village in Ireland or, or, you know, up to Dublin or wherever it is, they're giving the time. We're very aware and we hope that we do give that back in terms of, of of using that time. But it is essential to carve out that time. That's easy for us to say. I know what these people go through. They're up, they're working 12, 15, 16 hours a day. You know, you would often say, and I talked to some business owners, I spoke to one retailer in Kildare yesterday, and he was saying, if I put down the amount of hours I work, he said, I'm not getting paid minimum wage, yet I'm making sure that my staff are getting minimum wage and above because he said I want to be good to my staff and I just think that's a very important thing I think it's very important for for the rest of society to understand that about small business they're the one taking the risk they're the one putting their shoulder to the wheel um to 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 constantly create jobs and create employment and I have to say that the business owners I speak to them they're finding very difficult at the moment when it comes to talent and they're finding it very difficult They've, they're they're trying to get hybrid working right. They're trying to be a good employer, you know, compared with with um you know competing. bigger organizations that have so much to offer. Yeah, absolutely competing with large things. So they're trying to get that hybrid right, and they're trying to get that vibe right. It's a very difficult thing to do when you're a small yeah. business. You still need to run a business. Yeah. You know, I spoke with a a, a furniture maker up in Meath, and she has had to completely change. Um, her working week to sue. So so they no longer manufacture five days a week. She's had to adapt to manufacture three days a week while still trying to increase sales. 
that's a very tricky dance to do, yeah. you know, and, and, and whatever we can do in terms of supporting them. And, 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 and that is my ask to government. We need to be a bit more creative, especially when it comes to employment. It's not just about wages anymore. Uh, employees are looking at the whole package. We need to get very creative in terms of how we offer, um, you know, uh, employers themselves then are looking at flexible time, flexible working. But again, please, you know, people need to be aware that when you're the business owner, you still have a business to run. So we have to get it right. And I think it's beholden on all of us to understand that running that business is just so many plates in the air all the time. So it's a constant struggle. You've been so generous to to mention so many supports outside of your own organization. And we're going to put all of those supports and resources in the show notes. So if you are a small business owner listening, it, it's all going to be there. We'll provide links. You can go straight to the organizations um, that are there to support you. And there are so many supports. And, and one of the biggest challenges is actually being able to find them. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you know somebody else who could benefit from these supports, share the link. Make sure that they they know what's available so that they can thrive because that's what we want. Thriving economy, thriving society and business owners who are getting the rewards. Mm -hmm. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Champion Green, the promotional campaign in support of small business and the local economy. It's backed by Kilkenny Design and Visa in association with Aviva, Retail Excellence, Small Firms Association and Chambers of Commerce Ireland. (laughs) 